Thundergrunt Podcast Network. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. So, Joe. Yeah. Why have we gathered here today? Uh, to talk about things that are, are we, we here? want to talk about? Uh, well, I think we're here uh, to discuss. Mm. Um, ah! that, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Okay. What makes that noise? Uh, the the lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be several things. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people think. Uh huh. That it might be the Banshee. Oh, that's right. And not the comic book character. But we could talk about that, too. Yes. That's, he, he is, uh, I mean, he is Irish, after all. That's, yeah, right? true. The way that it's correctly spelled mm-hmm. in Gaelic, it looks like it's Bean Sadihi. <laughs> it's B-E-A-N right. hyphen S-I-D-H-E. Yeah. Bean Sadihi. Bean Sadihi. Or commonly known as the Banshee. Yes. This is a, a, a specifically Irish myth mm-hmm. that uh, has gone on for uh, Quite I was a say while. centuries. Yeah, it, it dates back to about 1380. Really? That yeah. late? Yeah. thought maybe it was even earlier than that. I, it could be. Uh, this is just written record. So I'm going off of that. The... Bean Sidihi, S-I-D-H-E, quote-unquote, it means fairy woman or woman of the fairy mound and could possibly be misconstrued as elves. Here's the thing is that the, the, there, there's several myths of the, of the, the banshee showing up mm-hmm. and specifically when she shows up yeah. seems to coincide – with the death of someone in the family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can hear and see the banshee, typically someone in your family will... Well, first off, it means you're probably Irish. Probably. That's where the legend stems That's from. That's where the legend stems from, mm-hmm. and it is specifically Irish people who see it. Even if they do live you know, abroad, they will still see and hear the banshee. There are accounts in other cultures... Like in the Philippines, she can be known as the white lady, not the white lady, <laughs> but the white lady. We, all right. We've talked a lot about know, the, the white lady. I, I know. Or, we're we're going to have to have a white lady episode well, I, and have some I always, white ladies in here. I always think that it's – I always hear it as the lady in white. I know, but I love reading it as the white lady. The, the, yeah. It's always the lady in white, yes. not necessarily the white lady. Well, there's – those that's are, more like Blazing Saddles. I know, but <laughs> – Where are the white women at? <laughs> Um, no, but there are those are two different uh, myths, right? The lady and in white is that's completely different than the white lady in the in the Philippines. Okay, she is more uh, touted as being somewhat more of a banshee type creature than the lady in white as being more of a ghostly apparition clinging to this mortal coil. Here's my point because there is another. Uh, 
there's another legend that mm-hmm. comes from uh, you know Mexico uh, and a few places in South America mm-hmm. that there is uh, something called La Llorona. Right. And she is very similar to the Banshee as mm-hmm. well. So the uh, La Llorona, mm-hmm. which I actually heard for the very first time on Hometown Tales. Okay. Which I think I've told you about them oh, yeah. before. Oh, yeah, many times. They, they, they've kind of slowed to a grinding halt and put mm. out like an episode every six months now. At least but, you're still doing it. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, you know, God bless them for it. Mm-hmm. But they, they were one of the impetuses, impeti, imp- impotence? They were one of the... They were one of the people that inspired me to want to do a podcast in the yes, first place. Yes, Impetai. Uh, <laughs> impetai yai. <laughs> it's like cramp high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but more than but they one talk impetus. about La Llorona a lot, and yes. uh, it also it, it's also in like you know a lot of the southern states. You hear about it in like New Mexico and and Texas and stuff like that a little bit, you know? right? And well, it's mostly that 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 is a wailing woman by the water. Mm-hmm. Because I believe she drowned her children is the is the, the myth the for story that one, yes and yes. she cries over them and mm-hmm. then uh, you know but because she is a murderer she will drown other children right, so it's right. it seems to be like a, a myth to keep children away from the water for that for that region yes I mean yeah, in so. in China there's the Red Lady in Indonesia there is the Pontanak the Grim Reaper. We also know. Yeah. But they all kind of share this uh, harbinger of death. Harbinger Har- of death. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> harbinger. Harvey Bald. Harvey Baldbinger. A harbinger. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> basically calling out, specifically in the Irish myth, normally either preceding a death or after a death. That that was her role in the myth was she was telling the family either you are in danger and someone is going to die, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sort of to, you know, brace yourself, take a seat. I'm going to cry and scream. Someone is going to die now or after. The, she also has a tendency I've, I've heard. I mean, there's a few different, you know, legends about it. But mm-hmm. one of the one of the ones that I have heard was that she will also show up near the birthplace of the person who is going to die. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that is one of the legends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, another one is that uh, she will show up possibly washing the clothes hmm. of the person who's going to die. Because one of the other names for the Banshee is Ban Nighy, or the washing woman. Mm-hmm. And that's B-E-A-N hyphen N-I-G-H-E. Different than the, you know, it's ban or bean nighy instead mm-hmm. of bean sidhi. Sidhi. Yeah. Yes. So, but it, yeah, the, the band knee, which would be the washing woman. Mm-hmm. So she, she will wash the clothes of someone who's going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they will, oftentimes it'll be bloodstained clothes. Ooh. And as she's washing them, wherever she's washing them by the water or in the in the you know in a pond nearby possibly in the well mm-hmm. it will leave that area just completely overflowing with blood oh yeah stained <laughs> now in that one is she crying or screaming uh yes she is typically crying she's always typically crying not necessarily always screaming though right right right, right. Uh, okay so in Irish 
and some Scottish legends, there is a traditional part of mourning when a family member passes that is called keening. Right. Some of the pronunciations or spellings for the banshee being chatoing, kachin, B E A N C H A O I N T E. The keening woman or the mourning woman wails and basically laments her feelings. That was a way of getting past the passing of, of a loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you see it. Every time there's a movie or even in real life, you yeah, know, well, at a in, funeral, you we, know. We, you, here in the, the U.S., right. we call that blubbering. <laughs> Is that what that would tell? Well, I mean, when you're really upset and you're really just kind of going and, you're blah, 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 and you can't talk I, and you I, can't get your breath. And I think there's some better crying. words for it. But I think blubbering is the right uh, word for that. Maybe, maybe. But Well, here, here's the thing is that during like a traditional Irish wake, mm-hmm. okay, that – now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not Catholic, so I don't really know it. The, the traditional Irish wake, a lot of the time, they actually have it in, like, the parlor of mm-hmm. the home. Or sometimes it's in the bedroom of the deceased or a close-by friend. Right. So what happens is it'll be over, you know, maybe two or three days to give time for people who are really far away to come and, and pay their respects. So, mm-hmm. so the, the family will have them on a coffin in the bed or in the parlor and, you know, people bring over food and cakes and things like that so that people who do stop by can, you know, they spend their time with the family mm-hmm. and then they go and they eat and have a few drinks and they reminisce, you right. know, that sort right. of thing. Right. The, the keening part is that the, the women who are close to the person who, mm-hmm. who have died will typically gather around the bed and do this kind of crying, wailing sort of thing. But it's almost like... It's almost like a chant a lot of the time. Yeah. So, it, so the whole idea is like it's almost like a prayer, a chant, mm-hmm. uh, you know, therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. A mantra. I think it's, exactly. I think yeah. it's almost like uh, you know it, that that's what it is. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily just you know the crying for right. for sorrow, but it's also right. kind of like a prayer mm-hmm. and a chant as well. So that's that's kind of what the keening is. But you know, sometimes it, you can have like these outbursts mm-hmm. where you know you're. You know, kind of happens. outbursts yeah. during it, yeah. and that would be like the keening, you know, part of it. Okay, know? the way we know banshee being spelled B A N S H E E. Couple different derivatives that we've seen so far. The old Gaelic word for fairy folk is S H E E. Okay, she- gotcha. Whether it is. Through Irish, through Scottish, there are several different delineations for the etymology of the word that we know now as banshee. But that word, banshee, first appears in English around 1771. Now, let's get into some descriptions because they're kind of all over the place. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I have heard that – well, I've read about the banshee quite a bit over the past week or so Uh and – the banshee can sometimes wear white. Yeah. Uh, very much like the woman in white. The white lady. The white lady. <laughs> which we – actually, this would be good homework if you're, if you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did talk about the lady in white a lot during our Bloody Mary episode. Yeah. I, I, think, I think white is – it's virtuous. It's a clean – I mean that's – people get married in white. You know, uh, Babies are wrapped in white 
linens. Mm -hmm. It's a very innocent fabric to be dressed in. Right. You know? It's the purity of it. Yeah. Morgan Freeman wears a white, bright white suit in that Bruce Almighty, you know, movie when he's, when he plays God. Exactly. You know, it is, it is purity as a visual. So, but it's also, uh, you know, because it's typically like, it's really like a white pauper's robe, which he's supposed to be wearing. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that it's also, it's, but so it's not just pure, but it's right. also humble. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's not urban. It's very rural, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's kind very of robe. basic, very yeah. clean, very, almost even. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost a, a neutral, neutral. Yeah. you know, you see a person in a white shirt Versus a person in some loud aquamarine thing, you know, it, it, you get different feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that there's a whole color scheme with some restaurants for you to feel a certain way, so you hurry up and eat and get out quick. Yeah, you know, just because how colors affect people. Well, she also sometimes will wear gray. Yep. Uh, I've also heard the the lady in white sometimes be called the lady in gray. Uh, I've also so. seen red. The lady in red, green. Lady in red. red. I don't know, we don't words. know the words of that. That's no. the only uh, word you know. Sorry, that's, that's all the words you need to know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just hook into the refrain, and you're good. Now the the red has a tendency to symbolize the 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 magic of fairy. Yes, yes. It, and it's a, same with the green. Green is very uh, uh, woodly, you know, woodish. And, yeah. Um, sort of earthly feeling when it comes to magical spirits and, and elves and fairies and unicorns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green man, that kind of, you know, ancient beliefs with, with mother nature. Right. And, and these different colors that she sometimes wears, mm-hmm. I think it has to do with possibly her origins, Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get into that when we finish up the description. Right, right. Because I'm, I, this is one of the things that is... It's kind of muddy. Yeah, exactly. Kinda and it muddy. bugs me a little bit. And, yeah. I, you know, I don't know exactly what she is. But we'll, okay. go ahead. Go ahead with the description. All right. All right. So sometimes she's depicted as being very young and, you know, a comely lass. Mm-hmm. Sometimes an old, nasty old hag. Right. Uh, disheveled, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghost. Well, She's been depicted as a as a ghostly apparition, right? Sometimes she is the stoic middle aged woman. Yeah, that too, as well. Yeah. Uh, so you you have the trifecta there of <laughs> a young lady, right? A middle aged woman, right? And the crone, yes. The three different facets of the witch, yes. So uh, you know, I, I that. I have, I'm not lost on that illusion right there, you know, that it makes perfect sense that it's mm-hmm. possible. Well, we'll get into that again. I'm, I'm, I'm like jumping ahead. I keep yeah. on jumping the gun, Joe, and I don't mean to. But here's the thing. The supposed descriptions, mm-hmm. she is rarely seen. Oh, yeah. She's only, well, most of the time, she's only heard. You're, you're right. Unless she is, you know, sometimes she is, you know, Seen by people like we were talking about, the mm-hmm. washing woman, right. or she will be, you know, crying somewhere. I've also heard that uh, sometimes she can have uh, very fair hair. Mm-hmm. She can have hair, black hair. Mm-hmm. She can also have blonde hair and extremely blue eyes. Yes. Yes. I've never heard of mention of her having red hair, which 
I Seems find bizarre, weird. considering <laughs> this is a story. Irish myth. Exactly. No. Did you did you catch that? Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. Definitely. Okay. okay. Like she she can wear red or green. Right. Okay. Those are like ancient ancient uh, family colors. colors. Right. Uh-huh. For you know Irish, Scottish, Gaelic, you know regions. Yeah. Those those Correct. colors are like that's what you do. Uh, redheads, I believe, are descendants from that region of the world. Mm-hmm. All of them, you know, that sort of Germanic, Scottish, Irish area. So why wouldn't one of these uh, banshees be a pale-skinned redhead? They're not. They're just not, Joe. Oh, could it be? Could it be in the Irish and Scottish myth that nary a redhead could do no wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I, maybe. I guess it's possible. So, also, one, I forgot to mention. Did I? We talked about the washing of the clothes. Mm. Did I just say that also? Sometimes she is as well seen before battles. No. Battles. Some of the time, yes. So some of the time she's seen before battles that are fought. Okay. And she is seen typically doing the same thing, the washing woman, like you, mm. she was washing clothes. But instead, she's seen during battles washing the body parts of the dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. And crying over them huh. as she, you know, washes, washes arms that are hacked hmm. off and, and, and uh, disembodied heads. She'll be washing the... The hair and washing the blood off of them. I just find that you know, and that's t- typically that is only seen before battles. So I just find that very interesting. Now here's one other caveat: the Irish legend has it that the original great Gaelic families that first saw or only saw right the Banshee, the O'Grady's, the O'Neills, the O'Longs, the McNamans. The O'Briens and the O'Connembers. One of the ones that I had are the Cabinaws, mm-hmm. which are the only one of those families that doesn't have an O before their name. Right. So it's typically the, the, the Irish families that start with an O uh-huh. or a Mick or a Mick or a Mac. Right. So MC. So the, the, the names, those names with the, the, the Mac, the Mick, the, the O, o. Mm-hmm. those are all considered Milesian names. Okay. And it's weird. It's this kind of like pseudo, pseudo history mm-hmm. that we're not really sure that happened that might tie in with uh, parts of the Bible uh-huh. where they were uh, some, actually they were originally from around Spain and Greece mm-hmm. and they traveled around the world for hundreds of years and they eventually landed in Ireland and they became uh, the Gales. Okay. So, or the the Gaelic people. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very strange story. No you know, I was kind of getting into it today. I'd never really heard of it before. So, but those are considered the the you know the the O'Brien O'Grady, you know, uh, those are considered Milesian names. Okay. So those are the people, and it's it's actually kind of funny because even here in the Americas, people, you know, people that would be named, you know, something like like O'Brien mm-hmm. would be like. Much longer, it would be like O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> and and you know it got cut way shorter to O'Brien, and then eventually they would just be the Bryants. You know right, what I mean, right? Exactly. And, you know exactly. Uh, my uh, my last name mm-hmm. uh, it has lineage all the way back to Scotland, 
where Taylor is spelled with like 12 different letters. You know, it's like T-A-I-L-U-E-O-R, some, you know, something. G-H. Cr- but, it's, it's, <laughs> but that was the pronunciation for a tailor, someone right. who would sew things and, you know, fix your clothes and mend your, your sheets and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. So that, just that etymology for that name alone, where it's a very short name, mm-hmm. you know, gets whittled down to a sparse, what, five letters right. from like 12 to eight letters. So yeah, I can imagine, you know. Well, that, at least you didn't have to learn how to spell Scarborough when you were a kid. I still because, have a man. hard time spelling your name. <laughs> man, that was rough. Out. I'm like, Scarborough, is it O-R, B-O-R? What the heck? Is there a T in there? <laughs> there might be a Q. Like, yeah, it's it gets it's rough. rough. I, yeah. I'm teaching a seven year old that right oh, now. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. <laughs> no, but mine's uh mine's very English. Yes. I mean we literally well, come from Scarborough. So right, right. But I mean, and there's also something to be said for the Norse, the English, and you know the the Germanic region of that area also mm-hmm. having influence on those names as well. Yeah. So I, you know, but the, but the whole idea is that the banshee only cries for those specific families, right? Well, that's the, that's you know, part of the legend. The other part yeah. is that doesn't. That's not a thing. It's any family that it will attach itself to. Mm-hmm. It will do that for that family. Or, on the other hand, it is there for anyone within its vicinity or not anyone that it feels. Needs some kind of warning or, or, or solace or, or solace. Right, it will wail, weep, or cry for. Well, a lot of a lot of people think that it's kind of a uh, an early warning system <laughs> for a death to to beep, have you prepare beep, or to beep, beep. or possibly even to you know get the funeral arrangements ready. Mm-hmm. You know, because typically funeral arrangements, you know that that's that's something that costs you a lot of money. And time. And, and time. And, and if and you're talking... A, emotional, you know, oh, so, emotional capital. Yeah, you know, yeah, Emotional. Yeah. And if you're talking about the time from, you know, 1380 to 1700s to 1800s, there were no cars. If you lived across town, you're spending a couple of days just traveling. Ah! <laughs> yes. So let's talk about what people hear. Right. Okay, we've talked about physical description. Uh, a little bit of origin on that. What do people typically hear when they purport or report they have spied and or heard a banshee? Well, like we were talking about, the keeling. Mm-hmm. So keening. The, the keening. Keeling sorry. is in a boat. Yes, you're <laughs> absolutely correct. And not the not kneeling. And it's not, ah, you're keeling me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, it, you know that is the the crying the yes. the, the blubbering okay uh, but the typically that's not that's not what you hear about like in the legend like no. the yeah. the ghost story of the banshee as as opposed to the you know like the traditional irish myth right the ghost story of the banshee is that she is a wailer she is yeah. a screamer not you like know, you know that she comes ah there flying. she blows yeah. moby dick she comes not a wailer flying across the the night sky uh-huh. you know just screaming, screaming yes. right so you're like such a terrible sound that it, you know, makes you want to, you it's know, like, throw your hands over your ears and, mm. and, and put your head between your knees. Right. It's like if I went to a modern-day pop, call, you know, concert. 
Right. Yeah. yeah same it's thing. It's like Bieber fever. Um, uh, can I can I just mention something? <laughs> yeah. I I'm joking around about Justin Bieber. I've never even listened to a single song of his. Okay. So I have no clue. Okay. But I said Bieber fever, which made me think of Beaver fever. <laughs> We've all been there. And I I was I I'm I'm a little bit behind on shame on me, but I'm a little bit behind on listening to the. Uh, uh, history goes bump, mm-hmm. but they did a whole thing about uh, discovering Jardia. They they just kind of she just uh, Diane Den- Denise mentioned it during uh-huh. an episode where they uh, had discovered Jardia somewhere in like the 1600s. Mm-hmm. You're not talking that pickled stuff that you no use no no for like hoagies and things. No, that's gardenia. <laughs> Jardia is like the the thing. It's a it gives water. You yeah, it's a water, water parasite. Yeah. right. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really bad for you. And yeah. that's why we boil water. But mm-hmm. uh, they found it. You know, but it wasn't until like the 1970s that they like figured out that it had to do with like diarrhea and dysentery and all right. this other stuff. But yeah. so it took like a really long time, you know, mm-hmm. to figure that all out. But uh, originally, uh, they called it beaver. Uh, be- Beaver fever because it was down. You know, people would drink in Downstream streams from, like from a beaver dam, beaver and that's what that's when they would get it. So they called it beaver fever, and nice. uh, I just I just had to mention that. That's awesome. That was such a great little thing mm-hmm. to something that seems like you and I would just giggle about. Yes, way too much, which way, we just did. We did, which we did beforehand. Right, exactly. Yes. So uh, what we were talking about now. <laughs> You're stuck on the beaver. I was stuck on the beaver fever. That's right. A shrill, blood-curdling scream is what most people report in the the, the sort of ghost story, the, the the terrible stories of the banshee. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Are you going to pan that when you actually put it out? I can do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, crying – Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, the the sound of crying. There is nothing mistaking the sound of crying. No. no. Like, well, there is. Well, I'm just, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree. But I'm saying the sound of crying is, is such a, it's, it's like the sound of crying, the sound of laughing are things that humans have a tendency to just really hone in on. Oh, true, so true. So it's very are... much like the whole idea of like the crying baby, the whole reason yes. why they sound so horrible when they're crying. Because we're hardwired to take care of to them. To take care of them, exactly. Right. So right. it's the same thing when a person is crying, they're upset. <laughs> you know, they're doing that <laughs> right. whole thing. We're hardwired it's... to walk away. <laughs> 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 that's that might just be you. Okay. But I'm saying that the whole idea of like, you know, comforting other yeah. people who are, yeah. you know, upset and, mm-hmm. and, and, and that sort of thing. It, it it's it is something inherent in us. Yeah. Regardless of whether you want to walk away or walk I, I towards know. that. Yes. Yes. It is something inherent in us. It strikes a chord in mm-hmm. you unless you're a sociopath. Right. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Some of the possible suspects throughout the years. Cats, of course, make some horrible noises. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're in heat or, you know, something catches its tail or something. Yeah, horrible noise for a cat. Everybody knows what a cat sounds like when it's in distress or in heat. Everybody knows what that sounds like. I don't... 
I really don't very. I don't. I don't, I've never. I'm not a cat person. I'm not either. I'm a dog person. I'm not either. But my my I'm sisters like, have all had cats. I'm not like Charlie Kelly and Frank, who <laughs> live in an apartment and have to eat a whole bunch of cat food, <laughs> to keep puff some glue, alive. and lay down before the cats scream outside the <laughs> yes, window. Yes. But uh, I do understand you that just they need do. more glue. Just, <laughs> you just, you just need more glue. Just oh, and they have glue. to chug a beer. That's too, right. As yes, well. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Always. Gotta love always sunny. Foxes. Now there are. Joe, what? What does the fox say? It sounds like this. There are several species of fox in that region uh, that kind of sound a little uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. They don't really sound like a human nor an animal, you know, that that you would know right off the bat that, oh, that's a a this or a that or whatever. It's not a a wolf where you know kind of what a wolf sounds like. Right. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's also – the idea of the the fox and the, the weird, very weird noises that they make, uh-huh. it just makes me think of the Japanese, what's it, uh, Kitsune? Kitsune? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Japanese fox creature with, like, the nine tails. Oh, yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Foxes are just kind of... Kind of weird creatures to yeah, begin with, you yeah, know. What I mean, there's some yeah. like myths about those guys well, as well. Same with raccoons. Yeah, you know, they do some weird stuff. That's why we have things like the uh, tanuki. You know, right? They got yeah. the magic testicles and everything. So I've also heard that it's possible mm-hmm. that people might be confusing weasels and the noises that they make because they're very. It, there's weasels in the bag. They're, they're very. <laughs> They have a very high-pitched noise to them. The squeal. Very squealy, very yeah. squeaky. Yeah. And that's also a possible suspect for the wailing of the banshee. Now, I also want to mention that my wife was showing me something that they're doing here in Maryland mm-hmm. where the people, uh, you know, like people in parks, mm-hmm. they actually took some roadkill deer. Okay. And they put them back in the woods with uh, some of those light-up cameras that they use to try and capture Bigfoot. Okay. You know what I mean? Those Yeah, the trail cameras. Yeah, the trail cameras that automatically light up. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had put some of these pictures up on like, uh, you know, what was it? Like one of the probably Maryland Natural Resources Police or something like that. They they, they put these pictures up and uh, they they caught a picture of a Maryland uh, – it was a certain type of weasel. And they said, oh, this is one of the largest weasels in Maryland. Hmm. Which, two things. First off, mm-hmm. we have weasels in Maryland. Yeah. Second off, this is the largest weasel, uh-huh. so we have multiple types of weasels in yeah. Maryland. I never, ever knew that we yeah. had weasels here. It's like we have uh, groundhogs and, and... Yeah, but groundhogs, you see them all the time. They're big, fat, hairy, yeah, on the side of the road. Water dogs, and we've got salamanders. We've got some crazy, weird flora and fauna here. We got we've got snake skunk fish cabbage now. here. Sk- that's skunk cabbage. Oh yeah, skunk. Yeah, the, are you talking Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, a little bit of salt, pepper, and some uh, no. some butter on there. No, it's like alien esque almost. The the flowering, the bud for mm-hmm. skunk cabbage. It looks like some weird alien like man eating plant. But it's that's what it's called. Well, you're gonna have to save that for the man eating plants episode, okay. Joe. All right, but I'm saying that indigenous to Maryland. Right. Okay. Know? One of the things. Seals. Now you are talking Ireland, Scotland. There's plenty of coastline. Right. They do have you know seals that will come up on the 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 craggy cliffs and shores and stuff like that. They kind of sound like this when they're in distress. 
Mm-hmm. So possibly hearing that on the wind, you know, uh, in in a sort of morning fashion, uh, yeah, a bit creepy, a bit unsettling. But that that's not where my my bet is. No, no. Okay. My bet, I think that if someone is mistaking something that lives in the countryside mm-hmm. that would be wailing close to someone's birth, uh-huh. it would probably be the barn owl. Or the cat owl. Is that, does that one, does that mm-hmm. one meow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> meow. Who? <laughs> meow. Who? <laughs> meow. Sounds like a two-way conversation. Exactly. Well, the, the barn owl, uh, you know, they will, they basically, they, they cry in the night. Mm-hmm. To scare up the the mice, mm-hmm. so they go running. Yeah, freaks them out. And then once they do, they <laughs> jump down. <laughs> yeah, they use their ear sonar. Yeah, you know, to catch them. And that was a noise know, of ear fly. sonar. Sorry, right? You, you can't see this, but I'm making big, big owl ears. <laughs> so, but uh, if you have ever heard what they sound like, yeah, they sound like a screeching mess. Yeah, yeah, uh, owls in general have some crazy verbalizations. And I, I Joe, I think I think I hear one now. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> that is awful. Yeah. Pretty creepy. Yeah. Now if you're, you know, poking along in the woods or you have a, a house or something near the woods and or a tree or something and you're in that moment of mourning or in that couple of days of mourning after or before someone dies and you hear that you, you know what I mean like that's I can understand why they would correlate that with some sort of harbinger uh, of death <laughs> I can't I can't handle you saying harbinger harbinger we all know it's harbinger right I, it, we it all know harbinger. this yeah, but it's, it's like you saying. It's fun to say harbinger. It is, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, sea serpents. Or, sea serpents. Or ungans. I, that is not on purpose. That just comes <laughs> out of my face. Right. But uh, no, no, no. The, the, we went to a, a, what was it? We went to a theme park. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole bunch of people who are just kids putting on a play. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, there's this girl who has like face paint on and fake fangs, right? And a guy popped up with, uh, you know, like a splash of some smoke popping up, <laughs> right? And she was like, "Oh, the Harbinger." <laughs> I was like, "This is it? that is where that comes from." Okay, okay. So it's it's like there's an old old it's 70s. bad bad theater theater. It's bad theater. There's an old 70s movie called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Right. And in that movie, there's a book, and it's a grimoire, a book of spells. And the guy in the movie <laughs> says, this grimoire And then he, <laughs> you can visually see his eyes scanning the director and the guy behind the camera. Did I get that right? Did I get that right? <laughs> But they left it in. They left it in anyway. Yeah. No second take for nope. grimoire. So every time I see that word, which is quite a bit for some reason, uh, I say grimoire. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> like Harbinger. <laughs> harbinger. The Harbinger of Doom. Mm-hmm. So those are some ideas of what the the Banshee could be mm-hmm. if it was not a 
real entity. Right. But since we all know that it is a real entity, of Joe, course. Of course. Let's uh, let's discuss other things that it mm-hmm. could be that are possibly more fantastic. Okay. And the first one that I want to come up with is that it's uh, it's very much like a family spirit. A lot of a lot of Irish families think of the the banshee as almost kind of like a I don't know like a like a fairy godmother sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Or a guardian angel. Right. Uh, that would stick around the family and just sort of watch over them and let mm-hmm. you know when a death is coming to help you get ready. Right. So so that's really kind of what it is, like a family sort of spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that's like the idea. And I, to me, personally, that's, that's my favorite sort of, yeah, I, you know, idea. I like that, that part of, of the myth, you know, because it seems like what if uh, it was a former family member, mm-hmm. you know, Come back to sort of support, watch over as, as a guardian angel or, right. or, or something of that nature. So they have some kind of tie to that family, mm-hmm. whether that was a, a traditional Milesian family mm-hmm. or just happened to be in the same area at the same time and attached itself to that family. Right. It's a very nice way of thinking about that myth. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, then there's the uh, see. Here's the thing: is that the the whole ghost story sort mm-hmm. of thing leads me to think the, of the banshee as kind of a I don't know some sort of a spirit. Yeah, you know, or yeah. it, you know, it, and it's the, the the whole you know the ghost story aspect, telling the story around a campfire. Yes, the, the banshee less like a harbinger and more like a I'm coming to tell you you're gonna die. Right, so yeah. like a like a uh, like a witch, like a witch, right? Uh-huh. Possibly a witch, or uh, I keep on wanting to say a white, but I, I don't think it's that's exactly what I'm looking for. Like a like a lich, maybe. Uh, okay, a spirit, like a like a wraith, a wraith. Yes, yes. Okay, I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like a wraith, right? right? Someone who's died, but their spirit is still sticking around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. You They're know? in in uh, in limbo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and they just they're there to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people also think that it's possible, and this kind of goes more back to the family idea, mm-hmm. is that uh, the the banshee is kind of more like a more like uh, what, what the guy the the from the river sticks, the, the, the Grim Reaper. No, no, no. The 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 boat the boat keeper. Oh, the the ferryman. The ferryman yes. from the river sticks mm-hmm. is that the banshee is there. To signify and tell you that the death is going to happen, but they're also there to take the spirit of the family away to the river sticks. Yeah, to the river to, sticks, to or or hand to you over. Yeah, to yeah. wherever it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's up above, down below, however you do. Right. So to the next life. Mm-hmm. You know, and a I, guide. I think, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like a guide, or you know, mm-hmm. and I, I like that idea as well. I yeah, think that's yeah. a good one. So you don't you don't think that it's it's a malicious spirit because there there are parts of this myth and or legend especially in more modern times yeah where it has gone from this sort of benevolent watcher overwatcher seer of a family or family members to this sort of like you know uh, evil malicious spirit that you hear the wail someone has either died or is going to die 
And if you hear it, you are next. Well, it's kind of like, oh, that's the other thing, too, is that uh, there's also stories of the of, of the banshee flying across the sky. And if you do hear it, mm-hmm. your heart stops and you die immediately. Right. So there's there's there you know there's stories of that as well, mm-hmm. which is you know I mean that's absolutely terrifying. But those kind of stories, to me, are the kind of stories that are your campfire stories. Okay, your ghost stories around the campfire. That's that to me is more of what that is. It, they're okay. taking something. It's like uh you know I was gonna say like Krampus, but no, he's always been kind of evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like taking yeah. something you know that's kind of benevolent, mm. but also scary, right? Mm. Because the idea of death is scary. Of the course, idea of yeah. passing over is scary. Yeah, you know, yeah. the idea of someone in your family dying is scary, mm. and the idea of seeing their apparition is yeah. even goddamn scarier yeah you know yeah so i i think that's the idea is that you know you know so is it is it a ghost is it and when we uh were walking in mm-hmm. you had mentioned you, you had said that one of our recent episodes that we had just done a cryptid oh yes and i said <laughs> yeah. joe this isn't a cryptid it's, this is a ghost yeah and i i took which a, are two different things i know i took a pause and i don't really believe it, it is a ghost per se right I think it is more of, like I said, a benevolent entity. Mm-hmm. I'll call it that. I don't want to say it's a ghost. Or a barn owl. Or, yes, or a barn owl. I don't want to say it's a ghost because it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that has passed to become a banshee. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's a bit of a split there. I think. There's also the idea that the, the banshee, there is a banshee. Right. There is one banshee. But and then there's the idea that there's a banshee for every family. Right. So is it like the Thunderbirds where you've got a banshee per area, per region? I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm asking. Like I don't – I couldn't find anything other than the descriptions were so wide and varied that it seems to be of that sort of uh, the same line. Is that there could be. One for this town, mm-hmm. one for just this family, and, one and for just one person. The idea of the the banshee, a banshee for every family. I guarantee a banshee for every family <laughs> by the that, end of the year. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, <laughs> sorry, there's there's a lot of uh, politics politics going on. <laughs> going on around right now in the U.S. So we're gonna make banshees great again. <laughs> <we're> gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I've been screaming like a banshee just I like know. watching some of these. Uh, <laughs> I know, uh, you know, debates. But yeah, like but, a bar now. But the the <laughs> but the the idea of like a banshee in every family, right? Yes. So a banshee for every single family. For some reason, that idea is very like uh, very similar to Native American ideas to me for well, some reason. I, I, and like you were talking about the, the Thunderbird, that's very similar to me. Yeah, so it's like... But you, in Native American beliefs, a lot of them, you know, your ancestors watch over you. Same exactly, with Asian beliefs. Yeah, there are all over the world, I mean, except for really here. It's very similar to that ancestor yeah, worship sort of thing. Your ancestry, you know, your your entire lineage who who has passed, they are behind you, watching you, helping you, you know, whether it's good, bad, or the other. But there are a lot of beliefs. They are there, mm-hmm. you know. And I, this is not much different than a lot of those other beliefs. Right. And I, I like that idea of the, of, the benevolent, mm-hmm. of the benevolent spirit. Yeah. You know. I mean, but, you know, the, 
that's the other thing too is that we had discussed this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. The idea of the fact that you have the 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 what was it the the oh how do they say it uh, with witches? It's the 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 mother. The youth, the mother, the crone. Yes. You know, you yeah, have those your, your three trifecta. different as- aspects mm-hmm. that it shows up as. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so the idea that the Banshee is possibly a witch and flying across the night sky, very yeah. much akin to your English style mm-hmm. witch with black cats and right, that sort of right. thing, right. you know, is, is, is uh, you know, definitely some imagery that could be conjured, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. A little, little pun there. So uh, did we also mention the fact that this episode is coming out the day before St. Patrick's Day, which I, is why we decided to go with Banshees. I, no, I don't think we mentioned that. We probably should have mentioned this yeah, at the yeah, top yeah. of the hour, yeah. which is why we decided to go with a, you know, an Irish folklore mm-hmm. myth. Mm-hmm. So just, just all I have to say is don't drink green beer. Just drink a decent Irish red. Yeah. Okay? That's, that's all you got to do. Good. I mean, that's pretty simple. Um, one thing I wanted to mention in all of this, this research I could not find a male banshee. Uh, I found a male banshee. They all typically seem to be ladies. I found a male banshee. Did you? I did. Uh, But he is part of the Marvel Universe. Of course. (laughs) Absolutely. His name is uh, Sean Cassidy. Uh, Wasn't he from the Monkees? Or was that Butch Cassidy uh, and the Sundance Kids? It might be. That was a... He might be a Western, I believe. I don't remember. David Cassidy. David That's Cassidy, it. yeah. Uh, same last name. Yes. So, but he's uh, Irish, uh, and he is a, well, he's a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's a mutant that has uh, the powers to scream, and right. I believe blow people's heads off with it. Was, was that the idea? No, I mean, I like think he... sonic resonance to explode heads, like, I, like screamers? I yeah, so he it's very much like the, the Black Canary in D.C. Okay. Has the ability to wait, wait, wait. have in supersonic... D- like Washington, D.C.? No, like... <laughs> I know. D.C. comics. D.C. comics, Stop, yes. Don't tease me about D.C. comics. <laughs> no, but he's, a, he's a, he was part of X-Men... Uh, yes. He also yes. actually had a daughter who also took the name Banshee, mm-hmm. uh, so, and she was in the comics. But he's been a part of the X-Men for a very long time, as yeah. well as uh, – I believe he was in one of the movies, the, the one with uh, uh, Kevin Bacon Magneto. <laughs> Kevin Bacon Magneto. The guy who was Magne- – yeah, Magneto the, stole his helmet from yeah, uh, yeah, the, the proto uh, – Proto Magneto. Yeah, that guy was actually in the Hellfire Club. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. So, but the the character that he portrayed was in the Hellfire Club as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he has like the power of absorption or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but Banshee is also in that as well. Yeah, as a little redheaded Irish. Yeah, he kid. was he was uh, the the kid who played him was in the uh, Harry Potter movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he one of like the older brothers of the? Of, no, uh, he was Ron? the redheaded kid. Ron? Yeah. Was that the Weasley? I don't know. I just know. He was one of the Weasleys. Yeah. He or whatever. was one of the redheaded kids. I think he was like the older brother. Oh, Weasley. sure. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. I have seen. I don't know. Nary a one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Nary a Harry. <laughs> right. <Hot air. laughs> There's also a TV show, I believe, on FX. I know. All this research I was doing, I was like. Kept on coming up with that? Banshee TV. I was like. What? What is this stuff? I've never watched it, but apparently yeah. it's supposed to be really good. Really? So, but uh, if it is good, 
uh, shoot us an email at uh, feedback at com. Let us know what the show's about, and we'll be glad to, you know, give it a try. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, give it a watch. There are several books, one in, in 1986 called The Banshee. There was a pocket book of The Banshee in 1998, which was the shortened version of that one. Uh, there was 2011, a film entitled Scream of the Banshee. Uh, it involves a museum and an archaeologist and some kind of box thing. Uh, some kind of box thing. <laughs> Great know. research, Joe. I didn't Great watch it. Great research. I'm not going to watch that. Come on. Uh, I would, however, try to hunt this one out. 1970 horror hammer movie called Cry of the Banshee. Mm, that sounds nice. Not on Netflix, but I think I might have to order it on their, their disky thing. Yeah. And uh, check that out because I do love me some it's 1970s hammer, film. 70s hammer films. Yeah, absolutely. Not like, you know, MC Hammer. But horror hammer. Apparently, there's also some. I mean, there's like World of Warcraft and all those other games. There, there's like banshees in those that you have to fight and everything right, else. Right. I mean, you're, it, it's it's just like any of those games. Mm. You you know, they typically take some kind of folklore from from wherever, and then they make it an enemy that you have to some fight. sort of amalgam of right myth and game stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So well, and it's the same thing with the the. Um, the Harry Potter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone was telling me there is a version of a banshee in one of those movies or books. Right. Where they're sort of like wraith-like, but they also scream. Oh, yeah. What are they called? Uh, I don't know. They're in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, the, they're those, the, the ring wraith things that they fly around. Yeah, Inquisitors whatever. or something like I don't that. Know. Whatever. Yeah. But that exists there. Too. Yeah, they do. They scream at you, and then they, I believe you, you like. You don't necessarily turn to stone, but you're, like, petrified. You know what I mean? You, okay. Brrr, you freeze up and, like, fall like over. Like in Willow? Yeah. When yeah. you get the acorn thrown at you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you kind of, like, freeze up, and then eventually you fall eventually, over. Yeah. So, like right. the Icer and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. <laughs> you're still not going to get me to watch that show. Oh, it's a good show. <laughs> I don't care. And then uh, you also have, you have Fitz, uh, and uh, he's an Irish guy. Fitz? No, he's Scottish. Sorry. Fit, yeah, he's Fitz. Like, Never mind. Forget it. Leo Fitz, Fitz. Fitz and Starts? No, Fitzsimmons. Don't look, man. Gene Simmons? If you're not going to watch it. I'm never going to watch it. It's a good show. It's TV. It's a good show. All right. Well, so that was Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> we just really kind of went haphazard there in the end, but I'm okay yeah, with it. There's a lot of, no, Here's what it boils down to. It's a very interesting myth, a long lineage, and kind of widespread. So if you really, really want to sink your, your screamers into it, look it up. Check out our, our, our site. We'll have some stuff in there on the show notes. Ah! <laughs> you sound Just, nothing like I a can't, seal. I'm not going to ah! <laughs> sound like one of those goats, <laughs> like the screaming goats. Oh, yes. <laughs> ah! If they only had screaming goats in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might. We could send them over. Yeah. All right, Curiosos, thank you so much. Uh, for listening to us, hanging out with us. Have a happy uh, and safe yes. uh, St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and drink one for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, just call a cab, get an Uber, do something, but get home safe. That's right. Happy St. Patty's Day. Salancha. Salancha. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us, feedback 
at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curiosopodcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curiosopodcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Probably subconscious. Yeah. It's not as bad as the... And the but you have this like you know you're re- like today's thing is the and you do this like loud high pitched resonant smack <laughs> that you know <laughs> are you recording of course I sat down oh we're gonna do this you've seen those sound videos Oh, the, the what is it called? I don't remember. Uh, it's got a, it's like it's four like, letters. Yeah, it's like BDSM or something like that. <laughs> it's, just, it's definitely not that. <laughs> it's not that. Uh, PDRS or something. Yeah, like yeah. Where it's like, hi, <laughs> are you ready to sleep? <laughs> it's supposed Let's... to sound like the inside of your skull is itchy. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Or I don't. Very tingly. And there's a lot of whispering. It's all this whispering. <laughs> People that watch those videos, you you have to like you have to like have no one in your life to whisper softly in your ear or something. Or they're not there at the moment. But I'm saying like that's what it seems like. Yeah. I don't you know. know. I mean? But there's there's people that um, – it's like a tactile thing. You like white noise. White noise machines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people can't go to bed. I used to be ridiculously horrible with TV. Or you, what, like I had to have like TV chatter yeah. on. Or have the box fan on or something like some that. Kind of, some kind of – you know, uh, in between noise besides my own junk flowing and beating and stuff like that. Yeah. And ambient room noise. I had to have something. Otherwise I'd go crazy. You you know what my favorite is? Hmm. Absolutely no lights and absolutely no noise. Like really? Yeah. I, the only light that I like is like the clock. You know what I mean? Not the ticking of the clock. I mean the, the, uh, the, you know, like a digital clock, just, on, so I know what time it is when I get up. Oh, I hate yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate getting up in the morning and like <laughs> Dana has thrown her her sweater on top of the clock and I can't see <laughs> right. what time it is. It makes me so angry. I don't know what time it is because I I can wake up. Sometimes I will wake up at like two or three in the morning for like no good reason, right? And then you know decide it's I got to go back to bed, but right. But still, it's annoying to not know whether you. What you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, am I supposed to be getting up for work? Like, am I getting up an hour early for work? Should I just go ahead and take a shower? Like, what you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> That's kind of thing. That's how you start your day is by knowing what time it is. If for me, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, 
I normally get up at 7. It happens to be 6.15. I got up, you know, 45 minutes early. I'm just going to take a shower this morning instead of tonight when I get home from work or whatever. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, like So if whatever. you don't have that, that blinky... If I don't know what time it is, it's, it's super duper annoying. Yes, it is very annoying. But um, I prefer there to be no noise whatsoever and no light. Like, uh, if Dana gets up and uses her phone or something, it, it, it just, like, wakes me up. Weird. Not, well, like, the first half hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm trying to go to bed and she's messing around with something, it'll keep me up. But once I'm out, you, you could hit me with a sledgehammer, and I wouldn't, <laughs> I could wake up. So it's not the ASMR? No, it's, no, I, I, I will fall asleep quicker with absolutely no noise at all. But that's, whatsoever. that's what that's called. Yeah. The ASMR, uh, the, those. Oh, videos. ASMR. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the hell it means. Yeah. It's like assisted mental something, mm-hmm. sensory thing, mental sensory or something yeah. like that. It's stupid. Whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I, um. I watched one the other day, and it was like, uh, not the other day. It was actually a while ago, just because I was I heard about it, and I was like, okay, let me find out what this is. And it was a lady like pretending to be your travel agent to like distant, <laughs> far off planets. Did you see that? I mean, don't get me wrong; she was cute, uh-huh. <laughs> but she was like, "Yes, um, what would you like today? Do you want me to take you?" To uh, we can we have packages from Mars and packages for Pluto. That's what I can't handle. Oh, man. So, uh, would you like to go first class? <laughs> it's, it's, it is totally a sexual thing, right? I don't it know. Is. I don't know. Me and my, my, my lovely lady friend, uh, we had this whole long conversation about these, and we delved into, I think, the deep, deep web. Yeah. Because we pulled up some ones, and I was like, what the hell is this? So, yeah, very disturbing. There, there can be, and then there's some that are light and not really disturbing. Right, but I, I think there is an air uh, of, I don't know if it's sexual. It, it might be sexual. Yeah. Not like not like bonerific sexual, but like a sort of tingling in the... The back of the ear, a tingle in the saying. side of the pants, like uh, the 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 whole the whole nibbling on each other's earlobes thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like like that soft breathing uh-huh. in someone's ear when you're when you're a teenager yeah. and you're making out and you're like nibbling on someone's ear and that little breathing in your ear and the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Exactly, and you you know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I know. I think that's what it is, and that's fine. That, I mean, that's what started this whole day. <laughs> you know that? That's what started this whole thing. I can't help it. It's just, it's just my face. Uh, so the, the, the keening part. Oh, 